Hi, everybody, and welcome back after a brief hiatus, another edition of Let Me Fill You In. As I indicated about a month ago, this will no longer be a weekly show, but one that occurs every few weeks or perhaps every month. Sort of want to kind of compile all of the news and developments uh, into a into a big show rather than do it doing it every week or so. Uh, but today I thought would be a good opportunity for another edition. A lot of uh, news and developments for me to fill you in on. So that is why I am back today. And at the start, we can say a cause for celebration. Pop the champagne after 146 days. The deal has been struck. A deal has been reached. And I will just read an excerpt from the Writers Guild of America's statement regarding the end of the writer's strike. We can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional, with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. Now, I will leave the link to this article from Variety in the show notes if you'd like to read up more on how this deal was reached. There is still the ending of the Screen Actors Guild strike, so there's still you know a few more a uh, few more T's to cross and I's to dot. But the the good thing is the writer strike now has ended, and this is a cause for celebration and an, and truly a, a moment to applaud the writers because they they held the line, they held firm for over a hundred days against some really tough odds when there was a lot of pressure for them to make a deal and just be done with it, but they held strong, and it looks like now they've gotten a deal that is fair and equitable to them, and here's their concern. So once, like I said, once the uh, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, it looks like things will be back in business, show business will carry on, and we'll be, we'll be treated to new movies and shows down the line. But just again, a, a moment to really recognize the writers for all they sacrificed during this particular strike. It could have been very easy just to have said, all right, we'll fold and, and call it a day, but they didn't. They held they held strong, they held together, and it looks like now they've gotten a deal that is for uh, their their benefit. So I, I'm happy uh, as a fellow writer to see screenwriters and the like be uh, be treated and, 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 and paid fairly and compensated for their talent. So that's that's a good thing. Two thumbs way, way up on that particular front. And uh, again, I'm sure it won't be long for a, a deal of sorts to be reached on the Screen Actors Guild front. And like I said, at that point, this uh, this business called show will uh, carry on uh, as before and, and, and ready to go off into the new future. But uh, definitely a day, of course, to celebrate this success for the writers and and what they did over 146 days. Not not easy, especially with uh, pressure from the studio. So I, I really take my hat off and and salute them because again, this is a this is about fairness. This is about uh, treating people with respect and and paying them what they deserve. So again, you hear nothing but applause from this uh, this fellow writer uh, right here. But uh, that is uh, the good news. On that front, some other news to share with you. This is on the 
the movie front. Uh, first off, it looks like, uh, well, it probably shouldn't surprise anybody, but uh, the future of Halloween is beginning. In this, in this spooky season, we are now learning that Miramax is shopping around for where to take the Halloween franchise, either back to the big screen, to the small screen, or maybe both. Uh, they're soliciting offers from a variety of studios uh, to, to see who has the right pitch on where the next installment in the Halloween franchise will go. So as a fan of this particular series, I couldn't be happier, and I am just ready to see where Michael Myers pops up next. My my hunch is we will see a combination of both big screen and small screen options, perhaps a streaming series focusing on any number of, of story angles, but uh, I, I would expect Michael will remain on the big screen. At least that would be my preference and hope. I think these are perfect movies to see at this time of year, and uh, you can't beat that kind of publicity and and marketing. So my hope is that Michael will continue to be a a threat, so to speak, on the big screen for years to come. But uh, you know, definitely not a surprise that this uh, this event is happening because, as I've said before, Michael Myers is like a modern day Frankenstein Dracula. We're we're going to see him for a long time still to come. Over forty four year, almost forty five years now since the release of the original film, and uh, the future for Michael Myers and everybody uh, continues to look bright. The uh, the light, uh, the uh, candle has not gone out in the jack-o'-lantern, so to speak. To put it another way, Michael Myers is coming home again. The next bit of news that I want to share with you is from a GQ article with Martin Scorsese, and I'm not going to get into the clickbait portion of it because there's been a lot of chatter online about uh, some some comments in the in the interview where Scorsese talks about movie franchises and comic book movies, uh, etc. And so people are sort of pulling those quotes and and sort of running with it. You're making a lot of hay online. I'm not going to talk about that because, frankly, that's not the point of the article. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of yours. I will leave the article in the show notes if you want to read it all in in uh, its entirety, but there was a real sense that this article is about a man who knows that he is nearing the end of his life. He's not ill or anything, but he knows that he doesn't have many more years left, and he still wants to get up every day and do the thing he loves most, which is to make movies, to tell stories. And I really came away with a great sense of who this man is and and even in his 80s he still feels like he's trying to figure out who he is trying to figure out what he wants to say what he wants his legacy to be and i was just really taken by this one particular part in the article where scorsese talked about how as a young boy he was very sickly he had asthma and sort of his his therapy if you will the way that he dealt with his illness was by watching movies and he he discovered that as a way of kind of like finding his inner voice and ultimately working through his loneliness his loneliness because his asthma sort of kept him out from sort of the day-to-day 
uh, rituals and whatnot that a kid his age might be experiencing. And, and movies were an outlet for him. And, and he says to this day he still battles with, with loneliness. It still is very much a part of him. And so you can really get a sense of who this man is as both a filmmaker and a storyteller. And I, I was really taken by the big take, sort of like the big standout from it where he said, God, you know, it, with, with frankness and, and bluntness, I have to figure out who the hell I am. And so I think it kind of stands to, 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 to reason that nobody has it all figured out, even someone as accomplished as him, as old as him. I mean, it goes to show that you don't have to have everything figured out by a certain day, a certain point in time. It's a life is all about discovery. And to me, that really shined a, a light on his filmography and what he has done as a director that really these are personal films these aren't just these aren't just projects so to speak and for all of his accomplishments i i would really say scorsese has been a director who has operated outside of the the studio system he's not been a a franchise movie director he really is committed to the the sort of the purity of of cinema in a way and again, I just I was so taken by this interview. It really gets an idea of who this man is at his very soul and what he believes, what he thinks. And again, certainly people are are jumping on, you know, sort of a few comments that were made about uh, about comic book films. But it's really much much deeper than that. And this is someone who ultimately is is coming to terms with their mortality, coming to terms with they don't have much time left and yet is still passionate about what they're doing still wants to be involved in this crazy business called show and i just found that so inspiring and and something to really emulate in a way because age is just a number and i think that captures it brilliantly so i i will leave the the article in the show notes for you and and you can read it because it is worth it is worth it it really paints a, a portrait of, of, of this man, and we get an idea of his soul. This movie is streaming on Hulu, and if there was ever a movie that deserved the theatrical treatment, it is this movie. At an hour and 30-minute runtime, this little movie is anything but, and it has an all-encompassing and, frankly, engrossing performance by Caitlin Deaver, who largely gives a silent performance. The movie, of course, has sound effects and, and uh, sound in it, but there is little to no dialogue spoken in the film. And that was a bold choice, but one that I think pays off handsomely throughout this film. The premise of the movie involves a young woman uh, being awoken in the middle of the night to discover that her home is being invaded, but the twist is she's not being in, uh, the home is not being invaded by uh, her fellow man, but instead from visitors from outer space. And so, what you end up getting is what starts out as almost like a, a home alone meets Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but it's much deeper than that. This movie was an absolute delight and surprise. It's scary, it's suspenseful, and frankly has an emotional punch to it that really stays with you right until the very end, really right at the film's 
ending, which is, again, going to be a little controversial for some viewers, but uh, I, I applaud the creativity and twist that this film takes, particularly on sort of the alien genre of movies. It's a, it's a spectacular film. The effects are, are top-notch. Even though this is a streaming film, I was really taken aback by how well the, the, the digital craftsmanship is, particularly with the aliens. But what really sells this film is, is the performance. It really is a solo film. And, and even though it's about aliens, sort of this invasion of a, of a small town and, and this woman's home, it's really a character study and really more of a story about this woman who's undergoing uh, trauma and survivor's guilt and kind of dealing with all of these past pains kind of coming to a head as she's forced to confront this invasion by the aliens. Really, really stellar film, a surprise for me, one of my favorite films, I mean it, of the year thus far. Uh, I was taken by the trailer the first time I saw it a few weeks ago and, and was just blown away by this particular movie. So it is called No One Will Save You. It's streaming on Hulu right now. I recommend it. I've also written an article for it from Geek Vibe Nation to it that that stays with you. And it's again, it sort of inverts the alien uh, invasion movie in a clever way that that I appreciated uh, as opposed to sort of like these big budget uh, end of the world spectaculars. This is much more of an intimate story about a woman overcoming her pain and traumas all the while dealing with with a threat from outer space. But highly recommend this film. Again, surprise hit for me this year. I've also written an article on it uh, from this site, Geek Vibes Nation. I'll leave the link for it in the in the article if you want to, or in the show notes if you want to read more of what I have to say about this film. But uh, I I loved it. it. It was a it was a blast to watch. I can't wait to watch it again. And and I really wish it could have had a theatrical release because I think it would have played well with audiences and, and been a box office juggernaut because it's it's a small movie in terms of its its story it's very intimate but it it is grand in terms of its ambitions and scope and again i i hope more people discover it on on streaming it's definitely creating a lot of chatter online and uh again one of those films that was not on my radar until about three weeks ago, and then once I uh, I saw the trailer for it, I was hooked and was delighted and, and just taken aback by how incredible and immersive it is. So that is the movie uh, to recommend for you this week, but that is now all that I have for you on this edition of Let Me Fill You In. Like I said, it will not always be a weekly show. Can't say for certain when the next one will be, but uh, you will get the uh, the notification in your uh, in your podcast library. But as always, thank you for tuning in and hearing what I have to say on movies and movie news. That is all for this edition. You can tune in on Friday for another episode of Phil at the Movies as I continue Spooky Season 2023. Take care, everybody.